With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it to make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Ooh, we got a variety of reward tiers over there. Uh, and uh, and it, every single dollar, every little, even one dollar, goes a long, long way. Everything helps towards helping going in Ron. In fact, at that one dollar mark, uh, uh, we give you a shout out. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yeah. We get we get some new uh, patrons over the weekend. Steve. We did. Yeah. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna go ahead and read some of these names. Obi Bon Kajovi, uh, Nikki Money, Chris Blank, Tony McColl. Sethicus and Tiswald Gibbs. I really hope that's a real name. Me too. Tiswald Gibbs. That's pretty cool. Is a fantastic that's name. A great name. Uh, and we also have another YouTube member, uh, new YouTube channel member, Slow Wolf Pack member Nancy Lapano. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, at the five dollar Patreon mark and at the YouTube channel member mark, um, you get access to all five episodes of bonus content. Yes. That we produce during the week. Um, and yeah, it all uh, it all supports a good cause going in raw. Speaking of good causes, Larson, oh boy, the final tally. Uh, yes. So over the weekend, uh, of course, there were more uh, donations. A couple more donations came in, uh, and want to say thanks to all those people who did contribute to uh, our charity stream yes. event, yes. WWE versus All Elite Wrestling, um, where in the end, Vince McMahon buried everybody. Yeah. <laughs> No drama, just Vince bearing yeah, people. Yeah, pretty much. He 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 went hard. It was wildly the entire show. It was wildly entertaining, though. It was something else. Man, I can't get over the ice cream man versus Kenny Omega. Yeah, no, finish. I can tell you. I can tell I'll you never really have a better finish than that. No, I'll never pull off a better finish. I should just quit wrestling now. Because I really should have been able to kick out of that, but it's probably better <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Uh, it was poetic, though. It was so great. Anyways, the final tally, $1,157.50 is That's all going. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody who contributed. Uh, Sandra. Yeah, MVP. Yeah. MVP. Yeah. She still has so it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, it's all going to the Syrian, and Medi- Syrian American Medical Society. Correct. They're working with Sami Zayn right now on getting mobile medical units mm-hmm. out there in Syria where it's very, very much needed. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, it's all good stuff. A bit of a packed wrestling weekend, Larson. So, of course, we were doing our charity live stream during Super Super Showdown. Well, actually, yeah, we finished up right as that show was starting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I watched um, bits and pieces. I mean, I wasn't opposed to watching it. Um, 
There were there was a mixed uh, sort of a mixed. I do. I, I kind of feel. Let me ask you. Do you get this feeling what? that the people that so we we get this in the comments. I mean, look, it's kind of like everybody's talking about how the creative in WWE is 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 on a pretty major decline right now. Oh yes. Uh, it definitely has WWE definitely has their defenders. We've had this in the comments. Yeah. You guys are so negative these days. And I mean, honestly, like we try to find the joy in wrestling. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've said this several times. I, I get no happiness from sitting here and, and, and talking about how raw wasn't the most enjoyable program. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, it's not fun to me. I want to sit here and sing the praises of whatever I watch. I want to enjoy it. Yeah. It's not like we sit here when we are critical. I don't really think we're negative. I think we're critical, and I don't think we're necessarily unfair with our criticisms. We're never angry about no. WWE. Well, from time to time, but not consistently. It, it's it's. I mean, look, there's there's people out there like a friend of ours, JD. Yeah. Um. He he channels his uh, frustration with mm-hmm. the WWE, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and I know a lot of people think that he's he could be overly negative and stuff, uh, and I don't agree with a lot of what he says. But uh, he definitely there. There is a palpable frustration out yes, there. Yes, totally. 100%. And I think that we sort of land on the side of well, let's try to take a look at it from a critical standpoint, um, and and laugh where we can laugh and make totally, fun of what we totally. can make fun. Uh, that's where we find our our joy. Yes. Um, but at the same time, there's some at some moments where you know we're only human. Things frustrate us. Sort of the, the I guess the, the point that I'm driving at is like I did notice there were some staunch defenders of Super Showdown. And then there were people who considered it an absolute mess. I didn't watch the entire thing. Nor did I. I only watched, we were here and we watched the end of the Seth Rollins match to see how the Lesnar thing would play out. Right. And the match itself between him and Corbin seemed fine enough. The finish was weird. Yeah. Where Corbin was like needlessly arguing with the ref. Got a chair out for no reason. It's a title match. He hits Seth with a chair. He doesn't lose. He, he loses the match. Doesn't yeah. Win. Yeah. There's no reason to bring a chair into it other than just a distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he ends up losing via roll up. And then... Baron drops him with uh, an end of days. Brock comes out with chair, and Seth turns the tables on him because Heyman kind of like tripped over the ring rope getting into it. Getting to the yeah. Ring. Seth hit a low blow, destroys Brock with the chair. So, I mean, as far as keeping the suspense up for the, the cash in with Money in the Bank, that's good they didn't do it then because that's something they can draw out because they've really kind of at moments – Seem like they're on the verge of bungling it. Yeah, by sapping all the drama out. When's the last time a a, a, a pratfall featured so heavily in a storyline? Because <laughs> that's what it, it totally Paul was. Hundred percent pratfall. Hundred percent was. So yeah. I saw that, and then after everybody said how awful the main event was, yeah, I watched it. Uh, our good friend uh, Stefan Fenris posted yeah. the last minute and a half or last oh, wow. minute or so. Of that match, and I was like, okay, let's see how bad this was because he was clowning it quite a bit. Yes. So I, I, I put I put it on. I was like, this was really bad. And then I went back and watched the entire match, and uh, it was fairly early on that Goldberg hit that ring post. Yeah, because before that point, they booked it so it was not great, but at least they booked to Goldberg's strength, which is spearing. Yeah. And it wasn't like a absolute shit show. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, maybe they're trying to make this fun. Keep it short. Make it fun. Get it, get it out of the way. Yeah. Before, uh, you know, anybody's uh, weaknesses are exposed. But then, yeah, Goldberg, they did the spot where Undertaker was staying in the corner, got out of the way, or sent Goldberg in the right exact sequence. And, you know, usually people run to the ring post shoulder first. Yeah, sure. And they know kind of pull up a little bit right towards the end, hit, yeah. the sh- hit their shoulder on the ring post, dong. It's a good spot. 
Well, Goldberg's aim was a little bit off yeah. because he already bashed his head into a door or a locker before making his way to the ring. I think ring, that had something to do with it, And too. then just did it full speed head first. Yeah. He started gushing blood, and his legs were gone from that moment on. He was knocked out. By his own admission, he said he got knocked out during the yeah. match. I'm guessing it was that spot. Yeah, and then uh, this morning, I don't know where they linked it from. I didn't I didn't check the source, but Cultaholic had an article on their website with um, some video that a fan took at the show uh, uh, after the match. We'll talk about the match a bit more with that horrific tombstone um, where Goldberg sort of collapsed first down to his knees and then just plunked down on his face. It was scary. Like that was, that was super scary. I do wonder like, man, you can't, so back in the day, he used to headbutt the door prior to coming out too. Like twenty years ago, he used to. I mean, he did it, it in his, his last run too. Yeah, right. He comes out with like a trickle of blood, and it just it yeah. reminds me of these days. It reminds me of Shibata down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not cool. It's no, not good. We see no. what happened with that. It guy. seems pointless to do that. I mean, I understand. I guess he does it to get himself. It's got to be other ways in character mode. Yeah, I mean, he's got those those like fighting gloves on. Like those have some cushion to him. Like yeah. maybe just do this a little bit. I don't know. And then he's just Ken Shamrock. He, well, he, we don't have to see it. He can just oh, do it behind right. the That's door. But like, when you hear this, no. when, you, when you're watching the, the local enhancement security guards, like in front of his door and you hear, ah, yeah, it's, it's not intimidating. Yeah. It's just like, oh, God, that must have hurt. So then they go into, uh, they go into a tombstone um, where Undertaker pulls off a, a tombstone on Goldberg. Yeah. And I asked, because, uh, like, I mean, you could take a look at a, at a regular tombstone and kind of understand, like, what's supposed to happen there. Like, the head is basically supposed to be clear above the knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was kind of curious. because Someone I, disengaged their hold bit prematurely because it's a two-man thing to, to stay in that position. Undertaker holds them, obviously, and then whoever is taking it has their arms around Undertaker's waist. So I got I, I hit up our good friend Cal Jack, good, who's going to be guest hosting this show while yes. I'm on vacation. Yes. You guys are going to... He's a, he's an awesome addition. You guys are in for a treat. Yes. And I am, I'm mildly concerned that you're not even going to want me back. That's a distinct You probably will not want me because Cal is like the best. You guys will fall in love with him. And after that, I... You know, I think the audience response is going to be really great. Yeah. We're going to want to bring him back. On He's a hell of a basis. dude. He's got some awesome stories. Awesome stories and tons of experience. Yes. And he went through NXT. He, like, helped open the Performance Center, basically. I actually hit him up this morning, and I said, explain the mechanics of a tombstone. I mean, we're not wrestlers. We, we look. We can speculate. It seems yes. easy enough. But maybe there's something else in terms of, you know, is it on the guy giving it? Is it on the guy receiving it? Is it 50-50? Et cetera, yeah, et yeah, yeah. He said, um, he said, he said, it's the same way as any move we all take. Tuck your chin. The problem is Taker's old. Goldberg is old. In a lot of cases, your head doesn't even touch the ground. That's when it seems totally fine. When yeah. your head is, the top of your head clears the knees. Yeah, ideally, there's, there, there's at least like several inches mm-hmm. of clearance. And it, it, it's most effective seemingly when there's, the person's taking it has long hair. Yeah, and right. And upside down. Looks like they crash head first right now. Right, yeah. yeah. He says, you got to dip your chin in that dead man's balls or you're going to get rocked. Mm-hmm. See, it's statements like that, which is mean, he, people are going to love Cal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, uh, he said, uh, I said, uh, so when you're in position, I'm assuming to make sure your head is clear, your arms are wrapped around the dude's, the other dude's like waist. And he says, yeah, you want your arms around the torso. He says, Matt, uh, Matt Riddle, ironically, does a very safe tombstone. And I said, okay, explain to me who does it. Like, what's the difference between somebody doing a safe and versus unsafe? He says, safe is when your chin is tucked in and the guy doesn't re- release too early, holding the person taking the move. Unsafe is when the person giving the move doesn't have the person upright and the person's chin is not tucked in. I went back and I watched the tombstone a couple times to see where Gold- Goldberg was taking it like it was a Styles Clash. His head was back like this, and and sure enough, like he got rammed. On top of that, Undertaker was like 
like falling sort of down when he did it. And he did start to release seemingly a bit to the whole thing was just the messy. timing seemed really off. On the it, me- yeah. yeah, it was super messy. It was super messy. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm really shocked that Goldberg didn't suffer any serious neck injury. From that yeah. Cause he got spiked right in his head. Oh my saw, God. Yeah. You saw like the skin on the back of his head kind of wrinkle up in the back. And it probably and was. His, and his head went back a backwards that way. I mean, it's never he, good. Yeah. And he said that on Twitter, he said, I got knocked out. And when you're, when you're loopy, I would just imagine I'm speculating here that you're not going to have the wherewithal to hold, to, to grip as much. Not, yeah. You're kind of a bit of dead weight because well, your yeah. core muscles are probably aren't doing and what they're saw supposed to the be match, doing. The strength just wasn't there for Goldberg after getting knocked out. He tried right. to do that jackhammer and pretty much dropped Undertaker on his head. Yeah. Yeah. And then we all saw the face on the thumbnail for this episode. We saw the Goldberg uh, Undertaker's face so immediately. Abject disappointment. Afterwards. And it just, it, it, it was bad. It was Yeah. Bad. The, the whole finishing sequence was the jackhammer, which was awful. Mm-hmm. Seemed like Undertaker was just about dropped on his head. Mm-hmm. He kicks out. There were some words exchanged at that moment between uh, the dead man and Goldberg. Yeah. We'll probably never know what was said. Probably um, not. And then they try to do the finishing sequence. I wonder if it was Undertaker saying, can you pull off the finish? And Bill trying to, you know, finish the, the match. Oh, yeah. Saying, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so they try to do the tombstone, reverse tombstone, and they just both fall over. And Undertaker says, all right. Probably just says, all right, choke slam. Yeah. Finish and, it. And then you see, even Hilton, I was showing uh, Hilton the finish, and you see that pathetic choke slam, and Goldberg can't, he can't jump. No elevation. His legs are gone after he hits They're that ring post. They're completely gone. This was, I have to say, I, and granted, I know, I understand, I totally understand that if Goldberg wasn't knocked loopy, maybe it would have been a bit more, a bit more crisp. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, I, and, I, I, I do think that they, about Chris, it wouldn't have been as botchy. I do think that they probably should have booked this a far more simple. They should have booked it. Yeah. Like, there, like should Lesner, no, yeah. there should have been no tombstones involved. <laughs> well, you got to do a tombstone, man. <laughs> After seeing that, no, you don't got to do a tombstone. Uh-uh. So, so it, it should have been booked simple. But this, after seeing it in its entirety a couple times, this has to be up there with one of the worst in the context, in the context of WWE WrestleMania, they're they're saying it's a yeah. WrestleMania equivalent show. The high yeah. profile nature of it, the main event nature of it, the dream match nature of it. This has to be one of the worst matches of all time. Well, in recent memory, at least. In recent memory, I mean, this is to me, this is up there with Hogan Warrior Two in 1998. I, I kind of put a caveat on this one because someone got their bell rung, <laughs> and you can't expect. I mean, it's hard to expect competence from someone yeah. that can barely stand. That's up. true. That's true. So that's the caveat I put in that. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, if 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 the match had gone as it did, sans concussion, <laughs> then yes, it would have been in contention. Yeah. But when Goldberg, after getting busted open and getting concussed, he really had no business being in that ring at that point. <laughs> yeah. Zero. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, you take that into account. Kind of give it a little more leeway into it. It was terrible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. But it was bad for a very specific reason. Yeah. Someone yeah. got their bell rung. I feel you. Um, speaking about the overall messy nature of Super Showdown, Russell, v- Russell Vote, sorry, t- tweeted this. Quote, thought you guys might like this. Texting with two different sources who were on the Saudi trip. Asked how everything went. One said it was, quote, a disaster. Oh, wow. And the other described it as, quote, a train wreck. So oh. that's that. You know, there's that 50-man battle royal. Apparently, there was 51 people in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Meltzer did mention also uh, some people were asking why was there no R-Truth in it. Apparently he said because uh, the the higher-ups, the creative thought that the 24-7 title would be taking away from... It was already a a cluster F. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Like 50, I mean, 51 people shouldn't be in the ring at the same no, time. No. That should never actually happen. And then apparently the finish to the Lucha House Party Lars Sullivan match was changed, I guess, right before the show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was supposed to be that. Lars going over. Oh, wow. But instead it was in DQ. Yeah. They want to keep those Lucha House Party guys strong in a squash match, apparently. Um, so that's kind of silly. Uh, one thing that I thought was terrific. And it begs the question, will the demon ever return to Saudi Arabia, Larson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was Finn Balor's amazing Fantastic. Instagram slash tweet where he's standing there doing the Finn freeze with, with a big the, smile with on his face. With one of his uh, P.E. and K, his, his clothing brand. Mm-hmm, yeah. His quality shirts. Which yeah. is all about inclusivity, quality, diversity. Yes, and, yes. And, uh, and he says, happy Pride. Happy like Pride Day or Pride Month or whatever mm-hmm. from Saudi Arabia. Love conquers all. Oh, amazing. Uh, equality this, equality that with a bunch of rainbow stuff. He's the and everybody in the, in the comments were like, man, I hope you're on that plane <laughs> while amazing. you're doing this. That was great. That was great. I thought he tweeted that before the, the show. Oh, I don't think so. I Maybe think not. I think it was afterwards. Maybe not. Anyways, um, he's amazing. God, if it was before. Oh, I don't think he'd risk that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was fan. I mean, that's that's when you kind of understand. Well, we've that- talked about that, like like you know, Finn knowing the his advocacy work mm-hmm. and, and knowing Saudi Arabia's track record on on, on that particular subject. Yeah, uh, why he would be cool doing the show? That's that's why. why. That's, totally that's exactly, why. and that photo blew up. Yeah, it blew up. Yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah, um, Finn's awesome. And then that's uh, off to Finn for that. We've got this, so I, th- I think Meltzer on the radio also said this, but WrestleVotes put out a tweet. Okay, so this was the 7th, so that was... That was June. I mean, that was That was, was Friday, but it says 5.29 p.m. I assume that's... Our time. Our time, so that would be yeah. after the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, long, <laughs> that's long after the show. Yeah. That's a good, what, 11, 12, 1, 2... That's like a couple hours after the show. Yeah. Man, I really hope he was like, he got through... Customs, he's on the plane. Man, I, you, that plane has to be up in the air first. <laughs> well, you still have some service? Boom, do it know, then. Man. Do it then. I don't know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you got this WrestleVotes tweet here. So I thought you guys might like this. Yeah, Text- I read that already. Oh, you did read that. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, train wreck, disaster. Um, well, then the whole push last minute to get a, get the Alexa Bliss-Natalia match on the show. Yeah, that fizzled. So I'm sure that led to a I bit think of the. I, I had read that it at some point had actually been greenlit by the Saudi government, and then they pulled back on it after it wasn't. Maybe it was like ninety percent. Yeah, we're pretty sure we can do this, and then at the last minute, uh-uh. so that didn't look good either. Like when everybody knows they're going out there, and then it gets pulled. You know, you yeah. lose you lose that ability to say, "Hey, look what we did, everybody." Yeah. Now, well, we tried, and now it just it just is a bigger spotlight on. The fact that it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, it's not allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. So, big old mess there, dude. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, my goodness gracious. Let's uh, talk Dominion. Yeah, there was an awesome wrestling show uh, uh, this past week, albeit maybe a little on the predictable side. The two matches that were basically toss-ups uh, ended up sort of falling on that level, on that sort of line. We had uh, Grills of Destiny versus uh, Evil and Sonata. Yeah, and then Naito and Ibushi. Naito and Ibushi. But then once they started talking about uh, Naito's history at Dominion the last few years where he loses, and it's like, oh, all right, if they're doing the redemption or the yeah, the redemption of uh, mm-hmm. Tetsuya Naito, if that's the storyline, then it's like, yeah. within that context, like, oh, yeah, he probably should win at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I mean, I've got complete and utter and total faith in uh, in the bookers there at New Japan. Um Things are a bit less solid. Like with Naito, it's been a couple of years now that we've been talking about, oh, when, when is he going to get back to the top? Like, what's his path mm-hmm. going to be? And it's been mm-hmm. kind of a an oddball start. There's no yeah, clear yeah. Well, he like hit, story beats. He hit rock bottom last year at Dominion when Jericho beat the hell out of him. Right. Yeah. That was rock bottom. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> ever since then, stickers. Um, so now, of course, was following his loss to Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so, yeah, ever since that loss to Jericho, he's been trying to get back on the winning path. And I guess maybe him reclaiming the Intercontinental Championship at a show where he's had not the best history yeah. is really the first step towards getting there. Because he's still incredibly over. Oh, yeah, big time. Like, there was a, a massive Naito chant before mm-hmm. the match started. But then we started spitting on everybody uh, <laughs> and playing up. Playing the obvious heel in the match, yeah, he was getting a lot of heat. So yeah, I saw the uh, the apron uh, German suplex spot in advance. Me too. In advance, and it kind of just put me off the match in general. That that neck should not have gone that direction. No, it was pretty horrifying. Kodobushi got up. Apparently, he's not injured. He's a little banged up. Apparently, yeah. Kevin Kelly confirmed. He said he talked to him, and he said that because he took a knee also to the eye. You can see at the end it was it was shut um, from Naito. And then, of course, obviously the nasty apron spot, which, goddamn, dude, when you see the neck go that way, it's not cool. No, and it just honestly, it it sort of. I was real. I was surprised that uh, Will Osprey and uh, oh, Dragon and Lee. Dragon Lee, like their match was as clean as can get. Like in terms of scary stuff, like no, they just, just did. That, they just, just did amazing athletic stuff. There was just stuff. that suicide dive that t- hypothetically could have gone south. Oh, that was that was that was amazing. amazing that apparently was so didn't. great. But that I mean, so like, take that that German suplex spot out of it. Like I've seen Naito and Ibushi do far crazier stuff than this. Like the second rope pile driver was far crazy, crazier in theory than anything else. Apart from the German suplex. Spot I'm, I'm assuming, this match. I'm assuming that German suplex spot was slightly off. Was, <laughs> I don't think it was supposed to go that no, way. No, I don't think so either. Um, I but, think it was just supposed to be on the apron. Yeah, but like even knowing that, like man, there's not a whole lot of room for error on the, when you're on the apron no, when you have what 18 inches. No, there isn't. It really hurt my neck watching that though. But uh, but no, it was it was good. Like the I thought the main event was a bit underwhelming, but I mean it's a Jericho match. They're sort of they're supposed to be a bit messy. I just thought it was a bit long for what he can do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of 
didn't necessarily feel like a whole whole lot of ebb and flow. I guess going into it, uh, Okada was telling saying that he's going to show Jericho a real New Japan style match mm-hmm. and defeat him in a real New Japan style match. Yeah, and so it kind of when it started breaking down, obviously storyline wise, that's supposed to favor Jericho mm-hmm. because he's he's a brawler now. Yeah, he's a disruptor. He cuts corners. He's a mm-hmm. cheater. Mm-hmm. I did watch most of the show with my kids. Oh, that's fun. Because my, my youngest has been really kind of getting into wrestling. Good. I tried to take her to the Taco Fest. Yeah, sure. And so I was like, okay, here's the good guy. Here's the yeah. bad guy. Even though, you know, it's not as clearly delineated. In yeah, sure. But she was really into it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, maybe one day she'll be a young lion. Speaking of young lions. Yeah, that's segue. The young lion. Uh, showed him. Uh, showed um, Umino. Umino, yeah. I was saying it perfect earlier. Uh, took on one Jonathan Moxley. Yeah, Shota tried to get the upper hand early before the bell even rings. When uh, Mox, it's a very short match. <laughs> yeah, when Mox was making his way down the ring, out of nowhere, Shota hits him with a tope. Um, but yeah, after that, Shota doesn't get a whole lot of offense in. Uh, and here's the thing. I kind of think that this match served a greater purpose, which is the newfound friendship between yes. Mox and his na- and now his young line. His young line. So his Mox, young boy. Mox picks up the win with the dirty D's and you can take Death Rider to win. <laughs> he grabs the mic. He says, I wanted the G1. Yeah. Um, and then he helps up Shota and helps him from the ring to the backstage area. There's a, a promo back there that he did. It's got like two, one or two million views like by now. It's like the most viewed video yeah. on New Japan's English <laughs> it's language amazing. Uh, YouTube amazing. And it's funny because he was complaining, and Grant, this is a different tenor of stuff entirely, but complaining so much about doing the goofy stuff in WB, and like, this is just complete goof, goofiness. But this is, see, this is, this is goofy, sort of untainted by Vince, who just makes it oh, too it's, goofy. Oh, it's organic goofy. It's him, it is. It's him being goofy instead of him being forced to be goofy. Yeah. I I, oh, I thought this it was, was great. This was amazing. It was hilarious. So yeah, he goes back there for the press conference, and he's literally—it's like a weekend at Bernie's thing. And a yeah, couple people made that joke. He's holding up uh, Umino. Yeah, and uh, and he's completely out. <laughs> here, hold my belt. He's like, yeah, no, I got my new boy here, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna need somebody to drive me around. Uh, hey, you can, you good? You can drive? Yeah, he After can drive. He's, he can he's like someone to pick me up from a pongi. <laughs> right. Oh man, it was great. I really hope, and it, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they kept that thread going. Oh, but it's got to be a situation where where Shota's doing the weekend and Birdie's thing, like he's perpetually beat up. Yeah, right. Exactly. One of the things that Mox said, I was like, I need a sparring partner. Yeah, exactly. Someone trained with. Someone yeah, to spot me on the bench. It was terrific. He looks like he's having tons of fun. Yes. Um. So that was cool. Uh, after that, we had uh, Shingo to again. You know, Shingo Takagi, huge up and coming guy. Huge guy, huge guy on the run, on the rise in New Japan. Yeah, in New Japan, he's uh, had a long career. I believe killer finals match against uh, Will Ospreay in the uh, yeah. in the best of Super Juniors, and he's taking on uh, Satoshi Kojima. Kojima, legend. Yes, but old. on on the downside of his career, old. Yeah, yeah, he's looked like he's aged quite a bit. Yeah, like the last, since I started watching, I yeah, think his hair's longer. I mean, that's part of it too. And they they let him get in all the stuff, the yeah. the chop stuff. Oh, that's great. And, yeah, I love that. It's so cheesy. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, that's good. Um, story of this was uh, Takagi trying to prove that he belongs in the ring with heavyweights. So right. It starts off with them doing shoulder tackles to each other, mm-hmm. and, and and Takagi isn't letting Kojima knock him over. Yeah. Um, and you know, a couple spots like the Takagi hit a DVD on the apron. Um. And then Kojima sweeps him off, hits a DDT. Uh, a couple uh, uh, huge lariat spots, one of them, where uh, they're going back and forth, and they hit lariat simultaneously, and that sends uh, Takagi to his knees. 
Um, and then eventually, though, Takagi hits his finisher, last of the dragon, for the win. Really good match. Yeah, it uh, was cool. It Shingo was cool. proven that he can hang in the ring with heavyweights, and afterwards he gets to the mic and says, I want the G1 too. Yeah. Oh, G1's going to be killer. Lit. Killer this year. Because yes. there's a couple more names been announced. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Anyway, so, yeah, after that, we had uh, oh, the, the, the most shocking z- upset in the entire show. <laughs> what was this crap? So, you have Minoru what Suzuki, the, hell? the scariest man in all of New Japan, Zack Sabre Jr., who should be able to tap any, is twist anybody. going to be the scariest man in New Japan? Who should be able to twist yeah. in, 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 in anybody? One of the best wrestlers on the planet. Into tapping out. Against Jushin Thunder Liger. Who's retiring in like 10 minutes. And Yoshihashi. Who should never pick up a win, ever. Like, he jo- he jobbed to the ring. Commentary, <laughs> yeah, no, commentary was like dumping on him, too. <laughs> they literally said, losing to Yoshihashi is an embarrassment <laughs> to Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> and Zack Sabre Jr. looked like he was in a naked dream. Yeah. That's what he looked by the end of this, because Yoshihashi yeah. got the surprise roll up here yeah. um, at the end. And it, this was all like Suzuki basically trying to terrorize Jushin Liger on, on his way out. Yeah, Yoshihashi kind of got sidetracked by that. Yoshihashi was just sort of overlooked by everybody in this. There's this great bit where uh, Suzuki Goon, both Suzuki and Saber, are like just like Saber's in there and just kind of like lightly tagging Yoshihashi with kicks. He tags and Suzuki does the same thing. They get in the middle of the ring and, and Liger comes in and he kicks, <laughs> he kicks Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi in the back. Like, hey man, wake up and says, "Get over here and tag me." <laughs> that was so messed up. That was so awesome. Yoshihashi is like the butt of every joke. Yeah. He got the win. He did. He, he got the roll-up win. win then yeah. confirmed for Kazuna Road. They're having the British heavyweight title match between Zack Sabre Jr. and Yoshihashi. Oh, my God. He, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to murder this guy. He's going to murder him. Yeah, probably. You don't think he's going you know, to be another shocking episode? I would hope not. But maybe they're trying to do something with Yoshihashi. So he's not just the butt of the joke. What were they refer- they were referring to him as? I think ever since he got that nasty head gash, they started calling him like crazy or... Like, what does his shirt say? Just get up or something like that? Uh, maybe. I don't know. They referred to him as something like loose cannon type thing. I know he's loose explosion. Loose but, explosion. But, but isn't the, that supposed to be like a bad uh, translation from what his actual nickname is? Isn't it supposed to be like a loose cannon? Isn't that what, like, yeah, loose cannon is what it's, it's supposed, supposed to be. Loose, loose cannon, yeah. but then it's translated to loose explosion. But then they were trying to say there was like a darker side to him. Like, he's wearing a t-shirt. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. He <laughs> still has that giant goofy staff. <laughs> He's just a goofy looking dude. Yeah, he is kind of goofy. He's very, he's not cool looking. Anyways, moving on. Uh, after that, we had Diguchi Japan versus uh, versus Bullet Club. Uh, Diguchi Japan was uh, Tanahashi, so of course you know he was going to win. Uh, uh, Diguchi himself and Juice and, Robinson, yeah. who's still uh, bent over losing his yeah, US he was, title. Yeah, he was super sour. And then Bullet mm-hmm. Club was, uh, of course, uh, Switchblade, Jay White. The crown jewel, Chase Owens. The crown Owens. jewel, Chase Owens, and uh, Taiji Ishimori. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So there's two weak links on either on one on each team, Taguchi himself. Why does he keep doing hip attacks? Everybody just dodges it now. I don't know. I'm not a fan of his. Remember, there was like a second when they were trying to do serious him, and it's like, nah, man. Mm-hmm. You got you. You just you like your rugby guy, but then you also He's do coach. baseball stuff. He's coach. Yeah, but of like multiple sports. Yeah, that don't make any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. It's more like a PE teacher. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, okay, this is the part of the quarter where we're playing rugby. Yeah, when the warmer, when the weather gets a little warmer, then we'll move on to softball. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. But it's raining today, so climb ropes. Yeah, inside. Yeah. Inside. Practice your bar dips. And yeah. Your pull ups. But it's weird because like half the time he goes for the 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 hip attack, people just get out of the way. Yeah. And it's still funny. Yeah. 
I don't think I laugh at it. Okay. I think I did all three times it happened. Because <laughs> he doesn't learn. Yeah. It's a rule of threes, man. Yeah, comedy does happen. They did it, they did it three times, and then that was it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Tanahashi, he, had picked, he, he escaped uh, uh, Chase Owens' jewel heist package pile driver. Yeah. And then hit him with like some... I guess he's hurt. He's got a bad elbow, so he doesn't want to do the high fly flow when he doesn't yeah, have to. Yeah, they're trying to push this story with Tanahashi that like he's old and he can't hang anymore, or he's having his own kind of crisis of confidence. I mean, did you see him get over the barricade after the main event? He looks like it hurts for him to walk sometimes, man. Yeah, but he still looks immaculate. Oh, he, he's an amazing shape. I want a visual representation of him getting old and out of shape. Like, blow up that gut a little bit. Yeah. Like, walk around with like chips like on your face, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like maybe some ice cream smears there you go. around your mouth. Yeah. Like start falling apart. I yeah. want to see it. Yeah. He looks amazing. Yeah. He looks amazing. Anyways, he hit this, I don't know what they called it, but it was like an inverted sling blade, but he wasn't running. No one was running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chase Owens tried to sell it. Like he, before uh, Tana hit it, Chase Owens had the uh, look of absolute horror on his face. Like he yeah. knew he was going to lose. Yeah. But it's kind of, I didn't, I didn't see him do this move before. Is Jay White transitioning to pirate gimmick? Now that Juice is kind of dropping it, is he like he looks like evil swashbuckler? I'm well the 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 jacket he was wearing down the had, ring it had kind of it some, was like part pirate but part also a uh, circus band leader. Oh yeah yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. More. Well, that's kind of what Juice's thing felt like too with the top hat. Well, it wasn't it was more of a pirate hat because he had a huge feather coming out of it. But pirates never wore top hats, dude. He never wore, he didn't wear a top hat either. It was more I like a pirate hat. Juice. He had to wear a top hat at one point, but for a while he was wearing the giant hat with the feather coming out. Maybe he wore a top hat. For Robinson. I don't see that top hat. I swear he wore. The a band top. leaders don't wear top hats. What was it called? They wore, they Life wore, blood. Yeah. Circus like circus dudes. They wore the little hats with the little bills on them with the chin straps. I think so. Yeah, for the, Juice for the people in the band. Uh, that's a top hat right there. Look at that. See? Well, he had another hat too that was more like a pirate. Oh, he's hat. had a ton of hats. Yeah. I'm just thinking of this one. Okay. I thought it was taller than this. Yeah. What a terrible looking outfit. This is thing, man. Anyways. Uh, after that, this is a fun match for the never open weight title. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii taking on Taichi. Oh, I like champion. this. I like this because you know, you know, Taichi. If you're taking on Ishii, you gotta, you gotta get on, you gotta put on your mean boy pants. Well, that's what they were telling the, the story of this match was apparently against anybody else. Taichi just cheats. Yeah, he's and cowardly cl- and clowns. Yeah, yeah, clowns is a coward and cheats. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that all this match. It was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been saying this for a while. Tai Chi's one of the best because he's got like five different gimmicks going on at once. He's karaoke singer, uh, male stripper. Male stripper, yeah. Um, uh, and a couple other things going on. Oh, he doesn't yeah. do the Phantom of the Opera thing anymore. He didn't have that mask on. I didn't know this yesterday. Or did oh, he have during it? his entrance? Oh, he did. Yes, during his entrance. So, so, so yes, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. He's would-be opera singer, but karaoke singer, yeah. male stripper. There's at least three things going on there. At least three, yeah. Also kind of like... Playboy, because he's got that lovely ballet yeah, with him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's four things going on there. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot going on there. Um, Karen here says Jay White equals sleazy musketeer. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought he delivered a hell of a performance here. Because mm-hmm. early on, as soon as the bell rings, he leaves the ring area, and then uh, Ishii just lays down in the middle of the ring, pretty insane. All right, come on, get in here, do what you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. Won't bother me. So Ishii or Taichi comes in there, starts kind of lightly kicking him. Uh, does some trash talk, and then Ishii lays him out with his massive form. Mm-hmm. Ishii goes out, picks up his microphone, and his he's got like this bag of weapons, I guess. Mm-hmm. They say he hasn't used in a while, and he throws him up the ramp. Yeah. So now he has to fight him. And the story of this is pretty much Taichi trying to kick Ishii in the head a lot. Because um, he did. He kicked him in the head a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Got to point this point moment out because Taichi nails Ishii with corner insigiri again to the head. Goodbye, tearaway pants. Yep, there they go. Oh. And his, his, his trunks, as always, are just a little like, yeah, like a half, half a size, size too, small. too small. We have a ref bump, and Taichi pushes the ref into Ishii. Um, and there's this great bit where Taichi keeps on going for a low blow, kicking, trying to kick Ishii in the front area. Mm-hmm. Ishii always counters and eventually drops Taichi with a headbutt. Um, good false finish towards the end where uh, 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 Taichi escapes a brain buster from Ishii, goes for his finisher. Instead, he eats a powerbomb and a sliding lariat, but he kicks out, and then Ishii just picks him right up, hits the brain buster for the win. Yeah. Ishii is now a five-time never open weight champion. Yep. He's the record holder. Looking forward to him taking on... Uh, Hiroki Goto. <laughs> Goto again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, after that, we had uh, talk about people trading these titles back and forth. Evil and Sonata versus uh, Girls of Destiny. Destiny. Um, the king of Twitter strong style, uh, Tamatanga, has <laughs> referred to himself. He's going he's to get away from that. Stop messing with YouTube wrestling people, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's silly. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, this was, this was a fun match. Yeah. These guys have, like, tremendous chemistry. Yeah. Sonata, like, every time I see him, he looks more amazing than the last time. Yeah, I know. He looks like, I think, I dude, it, it's fairly obvious they're building him to be a singles champion type guy. Yeah. Because he looks like a champion. Yeah. Yeah. He looks and, Like, every great. time I see him, he's, like, in better shape somehow. Yeah, I know. There's not, like, an ounce of fat on him. I know. He looks amazing. I do. I mean, look, I'll be honest. I kind of miss uh, Crust Punk Sonata. Yeah. Uh, or Rockabilly Punk Sonata. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss that because I thought that's like, a, that's like a look that I would, I would take on. You don't like Space Pirate Sonata? So I appreciate it, and I understand that's what you need to do if you're being a champion. you got to be space pirate. Also, I think it's like a throwback to his gear pre-LIJ. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is, too. That's what I remember. That's because um, you know, back then he had blonde hair and space pirate type gear, and now he's like harkening back to that, but with skulls on it. Yeah. To make it cooler. Yeah. But like he's so smooth in the ring. Oh, man, he's, he's, he's terrific. Super athletic. Yeah. Gosh, he's amazing. He's the best. Amazing. But it wasn't good enough. No, we did see Jado got involved. Uh, there's a ref bump or ref pulled out of the ring by him while LIJ has Bullet Club or Gorilla's Destiny and some dueling submission holds. Uh, LIJ releases those holds and then Jado gets in the ring and starts hitting with kendo sticks. Bushi, Bushi, Bushi hits the ring, uh, gives Jado mist, the poison mist, hits him with the kendo stick and then lays him out with the suicide dive. Mm-hmm. And then LIJ goes for the magic killer for the finish. Tama pushes off uh, Sonata. Mm-hmm. And then rolls up Evil for the win. Yeah, Evil got beat up pretty bad in this match. It was great. There was one sequence where he was just getting annihilated on the out. It was it was half comedy because the ref was uh, dealing with I think like Tangaloa, and uh, he was like telling him, "Hey, hey, you know, you got to keep this clean. Got to keep it clean." Meanwhile, everybody was taking their turns with Evil yeah. out there, and the ref looks over and he's like, Ooh. "Oh yeah, that was great. I like that." Stuff. And Tangaloa was uh, cussing the blue streak. Mm-hmm. This match, not quite as much as Wrestle Kingdom a couple years back, but I wonder was. if he didn't realize because it felt like. This match, I felt like was the in-ring dialogue was mic'd up way more hardcore than any of the other matches on this card. Yeah, it really was. And like, it, they know that the girls of Destiny like to like to cuss a lot. Right. I thought, didn't we hear there was like some directive like, "Hey, stop cussing." Yeah. And yet they're like, "Oh, they like to cuss a lot. Let's get out our fancy mics. Let's, you know? let's crank out the." Uh, you have one young boy right there with a with a super shotgun, just yeah. like pointing it right at his face. The parabola mic. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly this thing. <laughs> exactly. After that, Shibata, he's uh, dressed in the nines in a nice looking suit, walks yeah, out of the ramp, and then he's forced to point at the entranceway. For entryway. a good 13 minutes. Way too long. But well, anyway, Kenta tried to figure out where the entrance is. Or somebody's got their cues wrong. Anyways, he brought Kenta, 
And it was great seeing as as Kenta walked down the ramp, more and more people saw, oh, oh wow, snap, that's Kenta. Yeah. Yeah. And then the place got louder and louder. Kenta mm-hmm. chants. It was great. They walked down the ring. Uh, Shibata introduces him. Kenta gets on the mic. He says, I want to show the world how Kenta pro wrestles mm-hmm. by being in the G1. Kenta wrestling, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Boy, it'd be great if the WWE got their hands on that guy, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> and then let him wrestle how he wants to wrestle. Yeah, so he's in the G1. Holy crap. That's going to be great. Yeah. Apparently oh, yeah. afterwards, in some interview I think he gave, maybe it was the press conference afterwards, I don't know, he said uh, he said he wants to show the world his type of wrestling, mm-hmm. and that's why he left. Mm-hmm. WWE, WWE, yeah, I saw yeah. that too. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. After that junior heavyweight title match, Will Ospreay versus Dragon Lee. Wow. This was fun, man. And crisp. Like, how do they do this stuff and not botch at all? I don't know. As fast as what they do. It. Oh, my God. I know. Like, I was trying to keep, like, write notes, and I couldn't. Yeah. It was too fast. Yeah. Wow, you just soak Way it too all fast. In, man. Just, just soak it all in. You get, It's one of the things you got to, you just got to see it to believe it. It's so, it's so pretty. It's amazing. And nobody, nobody, like, nobody's neck went the wrong way. No, not at all. Uh, spot everybody was talking about was when uh, Will Ospreay misses that, uh, like, the handspring corkscrew uh, tope he does out of the ring. Um, he misses it, but lands on his feet, and then Dragon Lee lays him out with a knee. Mm-hmm. Dragon sets him up on the barricade and then destroys him with that suicide dive. That was, like, actually what a suicide dive should be. Full speed, yes. The awesome thing, too, was that I don't know who the person was, but there was a commentator nearby, and he ate some of uh, Dragon Lee's legs. Oh, Milano, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the crowd was laughing about that. That was hilarious. Because yeah. he was, he he was, was, selling, he was selling the crap out of it, and the camera would go to him, and the crowd would crack up. It was, and that's the kind of thing. I'm not look. I'm not. I'm not trying to use this to dog WWE, but that is the kind of spontaneity that you kind of don't get these days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you won't see something like that in WWE, and that's why like New Japan they do such a great job. Yes. of like you get something that's super dramatic, and it's like oh my god, and then a little bit of comedy tossed in. Yeah, just in the moment, it was terrific. Yeah, it was great. Uh, after that. Uh, Lost my spot. My apologies. Oh, that corkscrew moonsault thing that Osprey did after he got mm-hmm. out of the double stomp. Man, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Dragon Lee escapes a Stormbreaker, and that eventually leads to a DDT. He rolls through. He goes for a suplex, but then will reverse it into like a stun dog millionaire type mm-hmm. deal. Um, Osprey eats a V-trigger, uh, a reverse Rana, but then he just bounces back up, hits a Spanish fly, gets a two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great when Dragon Lee super kicks Will off the top rope. Goes for a Rana out of the ring. Will lands on his feet. So he's on the apron. Yeah. Lands on his feet. Yeah. And then uh, 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 Dragon Lee thinks he hits it. Turns around and realizes Osprey's there. It was, they, they, Osprey loves doing this stuff. We saw the same kind of thing with, uh, what was it, him and Kota Ibushi? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> where they, they set up a very dramatic moment um, where he is, you know, he's got, the, he's he's bested the person who thinks he's yes. bested him. Yes. And they slowly turn around and look at each other yeah. and they go at yes. it. Yes. Uh, so then uh, Osprey hits a pop up apron power bomb, pushes Dragon Lee in the ring, hits a shooting star press, gets a two. And then Osprey goes for an Oscutter, 
eats a nasty looking V trigger from Dragon Lee. Um, then Dragon Lee reverses a power bomb. This is all stuff like when I say Lee reverses power bomb into a destroyer, there's like five things that happened before that. Yeah. That led to that. I couldn't just keep track of while trying to take notes. Uh, and then hits a V trigger, gets a two. Lee hits another knee. Uh, Will reverses out of Dragon Lee's finisher, hits two kicks in the hidden blade. Um, I believe he's covered. Lee kicks out. Will then hits a top rope os cutter and a storm breaker for the win. Yeah. He is new champion. Yes. And, and he was posing. They, they, There's like tons of respect between the two of them at the end. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Osprey gets his uh, best of Super Juniors trophy, the wings on it, and then his new title. Man, he got a sword too cool. with that. Yeah, all sorts of cool poses Amazing. and stuff. Um, so Dragon Lee puts the belt around Will's waist in a show of respect. Yeah. And then Will goes down to the English commentary, grabs the mic, and says he wants Robbie Eagles. Mm-hmm. His first title defense will be at the uh, Australia show end of June. But then he also said that he wants in the G1. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. Stacked. You shape might be the best G1 ever, maybe. Stacked. Maybe. Stacked. Uh, then the Intercontinental title bout between Tetsuya Naito and Kota Ibushi. Again, that German suplex spot in the apron, dangerous, kind of took Steve out of it. Um, once I, f- I heard that Coda was okay before I actually watched it, because I actually watched this match this morning, so it wasn't nearly as impactful. Let me be honest with you, though. I kind of don't trust that stuff. Like, he's, an, I don't, like, with, okay, so with, like, Shibata, because it was so severe, like, reports came out, like, a couple days after, like, oh, he's, you know, he's headed to the hospital, or he's at the hospital, and yeah. things aren't looking great. And I don't know. I don't know if. I don't know if any of these guys would actually say, oh, yeah, my neck is... I mean, so it's not like the the Takahashi kind of thing or the ticking time bomb thing where it was like, okay, this dude's career might be over. Yeah. You know, God. Well, I mean, based on that spot, it seemed like that could have been a similar outcome for Kota Ibushi. I know. Especially with his his history of neck troubles. So, I mean, granted, he's not in the hospital. Like, I think we know that. We would know that if that was the case. Two days after the show, yeah. gee whiz. Yeah, it's bad. I just can't... And, like... This, this, you're right. This match wasn't as bad in terms of like the individual spots that we've seen them do before, but outside of the German suplex, part. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, still, a lot of this match was like, hey, let's try to dump each other on each other's yeah. heads. That's and been the just, story of these two for the whole their whole feud. Like, I can recognize that it was a terrific match. I can recognize that Shibata Okada was a terrific oh, was match, awesome match. But it just, man, it just takes me out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but the, that's kind of when. The match really kicked up was that German suplex spot. Naito gets back in the ring. Kota beats a 20 count. And then Naito uh, hits a reverse run off the second rope, which sounds like it should be terrible, but compared to the German suplex spot, it seemed really pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kota kicks out. Kota blocks a Destino and hits like a reverse dude buster, again, dumping <laughs> Naito on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kota misses a Kinshasa, eats a dragon suplex. Destino, he kicks out. Kota hits the last ride. Naito kicks out. It was a cool little moment where Naito counters a Kamagoya with DDT. It was really smooth. Um, Kota catches uh, uh, Naito trying to do a Destino. Uh, Naito reverses into a reverse Rana and then hits Destino for the win. Mm-hmm. I like this match. I mean, again, take the German suplex spot out of it. I thought this match was better than their Madison Square Garden one. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. Again, because I knew that Kota was apparently, at least publicly, fine. Yeah. After the German suplex. Spot. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's dangerous. 
Yeah. It sucks to see. I don't want to see anybody's head bend that way. And I just get the feeling that he's the kind of guy that if, if it's not so bad, he has to go to the hospital, he's going to tell everybody he's fine. Yeah. Um, Which hopefully means and it's then, not. And the G1 is coming up. I know. And it's like, yeah. And it's like he's got to be kind of an early favorite, you know, to be one of the people coming mm-hmm. out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I don't know, man. No, no either. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Dangerous. Dangerous. Uh, next main event, Chris Jericho taking on. Best wrestler in the world, Kazuchika Okada. Best bow machine. Um, the it was it was very much Okada's match early on until uh, Jericho kicked. Uh, did like a, a, a wrecking ball drop kick through the ropes, kicking Okada over the barricade. DDTs him on one of the tables ringside. Um, he puts out another table, goes for a power bomb, and then Okada blocks it. And despite the table being out there, the rest of the match it never comes into play, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, uh, Okada goes for his flying crossbody over the uh, the barricade, and Jericho counters with the uh, code breaker. Mm-hmm. And Okada just barely beats the count. Mm-hmm. And there's always this push and pull of Jericho trying to wrestle his style of match, and then he tried. He it got to a point where seemingly he had to storyline wise wrestle a New Japan match. Yeah, and Okada always had an answer seemingly. Uh, Jericho, <laughs> I wonder if this was in any way a response to Goldberg and Undertaker. Jericho <laughs> goes for a tombstone. Okada reverses it. Jericho reverses it. Mm-hmm. Okada reverses it. Um, eventually, though, Jericho gets free, puts uh, Okada in the walls. Okada gets the ropes. They should have just tumbled over. I know. As an homage to that classic match. That's a rough... That's Especially if you do it like three times. That's a rough spot. To yeah, get. it is. Um, Okada does hit a tombstone, goes for Rainmaker. Jericho counters with the Tiger Bomb. Um, one thing that, <laughs> that didn't happen in this match, Okada never got a Rainmaker off. True, true. Jericho always had an answer for that. Yep. Um... Uh, Jericho goes for a code breaker. Okada catches him, gets him in kind of the air raid crash style. Neck breaker gets a two. Um, Okada blocks a superplex, pushes Jericho off the top rope, or does a face buster off elbow. Um, again, another uh, rainmaker attempt. Uh, Jericho counters with Insigiri. He hits a code breaker, gets a two count. Uh, Jericho removes a turnbuckle cover, tosses it to the commentary area, tries to lawn dart Okada into it. Uh, Okada counters with a German suplex, goes for a Rainmaker, but Jericho tries for a Rainmaker of his own. Uh, Okada ducks it, hits a code breaker, gets two. Um, the finish, though, saw uh, Jericho goes for a Judas effect. Okada avoids it, goes for a Rainmaker. Jericho escapes, and Okada wins with a roll-up. And someone on Twitter mentioned that it was the same way he defeated Kenny Omega the first fall in their two out of three falls match last year. I went back and watched that sequence, and I can confirm that was the, the case. exact same thing. Uh, kind of. Uh, Okada went for Rainmaker on Kenny, and then Kenny tried to like crawl up his back and like either you know power bomb or, or go for a roll up or whatever, um, or flip him. And uh, and that was like a little bit different from here, but the the pinning like just yeah, sort yeah, of the yeah. sit down pin basically uh, was the, exactly the same. So it was basically the same sequence. And then Jericho confirmed that on Twitter. Yeah. He says, "Yeah, imagine that long term storytelling. Mm-hmm. Look at where it gets you." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Obviously, another shot against a. Yep. So after the bell, Jericho gets up and lays at Okada, tosses red shoes aside. He goes gets a chair, hits Okada in the face with it, hits Judas effect. Yes. You love that. <laughs> Wraps a chair around Okada's head and rams it to the ring post. Uh, Jericho tr- sets up for a power bomb through the table. Tanahashi, mm-hmm. who is on commentary, mm-hmm. jumps over the barricade. He makes the save. Jericho drops a promo, dubs himself the GOAT. Yeah. The greatest of all time. He grabs some of those uh, Okada dollars. 
And he goes back in his press conference. And he <laughs> well, he, on the ramp, he stuck one to his head, and he put one down in his front area and rubbed <laughs> yeah. it through at the camera. But he came back for the press conference. He was still, still stuck to his head. Yeah, yeah they're pretty great. Uh, then Tanahashi helps up Okada, walks him to the back. Mm-hmm. So they're still friends. Yeah. Yeah, well. So I guess we're going to get Tanahashi versus Jericho at some point. Maybe King of Pro Wrestling that's like the October. Last, that's like the last big one because he's been Okada 2 with Naito. Mm-hmm. And one with Kenny. One with Kenny. In New Japan. So Tanahashi is yeah. kind of the yeah. one of the last major dudes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Tanahashi will find his way yep. against Jericho. Uh, let's do a Raw preview, Steve. Now that we oh, man, about we're getting really a new tag champions shows. tonight. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah, for sure. That's totally happening. Uh, but let's kick it off with Brock I Party postponed. I feel like there's going to be no surprises in this show because they are going basically everything segment by segment here. Anyways, continue. Uh, so, yeah, Brock Party postponed. Seth Rollins retained his Universal Championship against Baron Corbin, Corbin at WWE Super Showdown, but a post-match end of days from Lone Wolf. Left the Beast Slayer vulnerable to Brock Lesnar's promised money in the bank cash-in. Or so the WWE Universe thought when Lesnar's advocate Paul Heyman pratfalled on the way to the ring, the Beast was momentarily distracted, giving Rollins the opening he needed to stagger the conqueror with an uppercut below the belt in the front area. Rollins then unleashed on Lesnar with, a, with steel chair strikes, punctuating the punishment with a stomp to the Beast onto money in the bank. Briefcase. That was actually kind of a neat spot. Yeah, that was. Lesnar is deterred, at least momentarily, but he never officially cashed in his Money in the Bank contract, meaning that he still has nearly a year to cash in for a world championship opportunity at the time and place of his choosing. As the Beast licks his wounds and bides his time, Rollins looks ahead to a Universal Championship rematch against Corbin at <laughs> Topping. I don't know how in any way that's justified. What? I don't know any way what that's are justified. you talking about? He lost through a roll up. That's a chump status. Get out of here with I that. Know. The card for stomping ground does not look great. <laughs> uh, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre to celebrate the best in the world's triumph over Roman Reigns at Super Showdown. Before I read this, you know what this means. Since uh, Shane beat Roman in Saudi Arabia, it's Roman versus Drew at stomping ground. It kind of guarantees that Drew's not winning that match. Unless they pull, so I think I heard Extreme Rules is being advertised as supposed to be Roman versus Shane Andrew. Yeah. So maybe Drew will win at Stomping Ground because Shane interferes and then Roman beats both of them at Extreme Rules. That, that seems to be that, the trajectory. That could, that could be. Uh, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre have a reason to celebrate. The best in the world scored a tainted victory over Roman Reigns at WWE Super Showdown after an interfering McIntyre blasted Reigns with a Claymore kick behind the official's back. And now the duo is headed to Raw to commemorate their taming of the big dog with a victory party. How will Shane O'Mac revel in his win over Reigns? Find out Monday night. Can we let Drew get a win? Clean win. Yeah. Clean win. We really need to go. Okay. Moving on. Just moving on. Becky Lynch gets nasty before WWE stomping grounds. Are they referring to her Twitter feud with Edge? Because that is going in some... It's getting pretty Rated personal. R directions. Pretty personal. Uh, this past Monday night, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch wasn't about to let two of her most despised rivals go one-on-one without getting into the mix. After striking Charlotte Flair at ringside, the man stormed the ring and nailed Lacey Evans with the manhandle slam before standing over the sassy Southern Belle with her title held high. 
On Sunday, June 23rd, Lynch and Evans will collide for the Raw Women's Championship Why? at WWE Stomping Grounds. Will the man and the lady of WWE... I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, again, collide again on Raw two weeks before their title. Collision. Ms. TV will welcome the Samoan submission machine. Samoa Joe regained the U.S. Championship last Monday after an injured Rey Mysterio relinquished the title to him. Now the champion will join the Miz on Ms. TV this Monday night. The A-lister has never seen a button he won't push, so expect him to grill Samoa Joe on the unusual series of events that put the United States Championship back in his hands. What will the outspoken champion have to say about those controversies, along with his ugly dismantling of Mysterio last Monday? Find out when the always memorable talk show comes at you on Raw. Well, that'd be cool if they have uh, Miz, Miz and, and Joe, Joe on a thing. thing. That'd yeah. be cool. I'd be down for that. You're next. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, Ryder and Hawkins and The Revival to collide in WrestleMania rematch for Raw Tag Team titles. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Who are they again? Uh, what are they doing? they with their work. I think they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. Mm. Look to continue their storybook run. <laughs> their storybook run as Raw Tag Team Champions as they take on The Revival in a WrestleMania rematch with the titles on the line this Monday night. This is, of course, because The Revival uh, vanquished the Usos at Super Showdown, right? Revival totally won that match? Yeah. No, they didn't. No. Will Ryder and Hawkins prove to have the numbers of Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson yet again, or will the top guys avenge their WrestleMania 35 Demons en route to regaining the Raw Tag Team titles? Tune in Monday night at 8, 7 Central to find out. So they're totally winning these things. Oh, right? yeah, you think that's the end of this preview? Unless, no. unless the Usos, like, interfere, but it's I just, possible those like titles match. have to enter into the Revival Uso story. Yes, line. absolutely. Braun Strowman stands tall in Jeddah. With no less than three power slams Friday in WWE Super Showdown, Braun Strowman defeated Bobby Lashley and proved he's the most dominant behemoth on Monday Night Raw. Now that he's cut the almighty down to size, how will the Monster Mugman keep his mammoth momentum going? Probably with a match against a celebrity. <laughs> You're right. Where's the... Uh, uh, Final entry. Bam Bam Bigelow? Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Was Lawrence the, Taylor? Lawrence Taylor, yeah. Uh, truth on the run. Oh, cool. We get an entry for the 24 7. Well, might be one entertaining statement on Raw then. Weather on the golf course, under the ring, on a tarmac, or even 39,000 feet in the air. Our truth has a target on his back as long as he continues to hold, defend, and reclaim the 24 7. What did he call it? The European cha t Television Championship. <laughs> as Drake Maverick, Jinder Mahal, and a horde of ravenous superstars in the loser locker room remain hot on his heels, can truth keep his wits about him? Don't miss any of the action this Monday night on Raw, live at 8, 7 Central. I feel like I've already seen the show. On USA Network. Let's do some questions. Dan Boss. How Dan awesome Boss. is the G1 going to be? Four guys confirmed. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be terrific. Off the charts. Lit. It's going to be It's going to be a super showdown. Equal to or better than WrestleMania, Larson. Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Via Lobos. Smackdown and Sacktown tomorrow. You two going. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, we're going to be there. We haven't announced anything in terms of like a meetup because we're probably just going to go. And then if you see us, say hey. Yeah, come say hi. Just say hi. By all means. Maybe uh, for 205 Live. So we're not sitting on the floor. Maybe though during 205 Live when there's like the inevitable mass exodus, we can sneak our way down. Oh, further down. yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Joshua Martinez, finals this week. And Saturday, I officially become a college grad in computer science. Celebrating by science. going to the Defy show in Portland with the girlfriend. Congratulations, Joshua. That's awesome. Congratulations. Got something over there? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nikhil, out of 10. 10. What are the odds Brock Lesnar will cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase 
on the first episode of SmackDown Live on Fox. Seven and a half. I, I, I think it's he's going to cash in. This is my guess. We have till October. That's like five months away. I'm guessing. My guess is this. He cashes in before, and then the match to win it back to a baby face goes down on SmackDown. So then you have to cash in on Kofi then and have Kofi win it back. Um, yeah, maybe. Sure. Uh, or Roman Reigns. Because, I mean, <laughs> him cashing in on Smack like the first time, isn't that just a big downer? Know, it gets people talking, I guess. Sean Lathrop, would you want to see uh, Jake Hager, of course, the former Jack Swagger? Then no, I don't want to see him. Next oh, question. Do MMA and all elite wrestling. I mean, I guess he's he's been fighting a bunch of... Oh, it's great. It's actually been my favorite Jack Swagger gimmick ever. Essentially walk-ons. <laughs> it's seen. Fighting fans in the crowd who are allowed to come up and fight him. Seemingly. Oh, and he looks so depressed doing it. It's like, can you at least look? Look. Can you at least bring me a person who is physically fit? Yeah. Who might not be a good... CM Punk, right? Yeah, yeah. He's physically fit. Yeah, you, you, you can question a lot of... Uh, he's just a garbage fighter. Yeah, what he did get into the octagon, but he was in, in great shape. Can you at least bring Can't somebody who doesn't look like 80% of his meals are from a place called Taco Bell? Yeah. Can you please do that? Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It's, it's, I've never really seen MMA squash matches. <laughs> Jacob Sloan, ordering beers from my store. Any beer suggestions? Have at oh, it. Oh, St. Bernardus. I have a 12. I'm going to say Best. Boddington's. Grimbergen, another Belgian. It's great stuff. Uh, one more, one more. Uh, I mean, I always like Dogfish Head 90 Minute IPA. There you go. That's pretty common. I wouldn't be surprised if he'd had that already. Joe Juarez, uh, after Dominion, I'm totally looking forward to this year's G1. If you ignore Monday and Tuesday nights, wrestling is amazing right now. It really is. Uh, thank you, Poison Elf Z. Dom L, how long until Mansoor gets the strap? It's going to be a while. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that... I think that he's the the Saudi Arabia guy. I kind of feel like I mean he'll he'll do well at the Saudi shows, mm-hmm. um, but I mean besides having a good showing against uh, uh, Dijakovic, top notch, yeah, notch, yeah. Uh, and then a couple other things here and there. He didn't get completely squashed in that one match. He had an NXT UK. Yeah, right. Can't remember his opponent though. He won recently on NXT TV. The episode that. Uh, I think although we didn't watch oh that's interesting Um, so I think that's kind of his but I don't know I don't know it kind of depends are they actually high on the guy or is he just sort of the representative to for the Saudi Arabia shows I don't know I don't know either I hate to sound cynical like that but I kind of feel like that's how the WWE operates Uh, suplex Casey got to make that Walmart money take some bucks oh thank you thank you Nick C if a documentary about WWE's recent creative blunders was made who would you want to see interviewed he says Triple H reigns in the revival. It's like a real, like a freaking shoot type thing. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha. The club. Cody. Yeah, Cody be good. Do you hear Triple H is teaming apparently with AJ and the club? In, in Japan, yeah. That's cool. That's a good spot for them. Yeah. Listen, guys. Listen. We're, all, we're gonna go over. We're all going too sweet at the end. I'm going to be Bullet Club 2 now. Yeah. I'm Bullet Club now? We'll call it Game Club. Game Club. Vinny. Uh, Vinny Elliott. Who will win the Universal or WWE Championship first, Bray or Drew McIntyre? Like you want to say Drew, right? Should but 100% God, be Drew. He's like henchman, yeah, supreme. No. Uh, Big Don Paul, thank you. Quoth the Raven, what do you think about AB Five? What is that? AB Five. Mm, is that the one about cops here in California? 
how they're supposed to. Oh, is that the is that the bill about independent contractors? Oh, is that the one? Okay, I saw something about it. I don't know enough about it. I wonder. Well, I guess the question might be: How do you think it's going to affect the WWE here in California? My guess is that it kind of won't. It might not, because it seems, based on the one thing I read about it, it seems more for freelancers, not so much independent contractors. Well, I think it it probably pertains to companies that operate from here, not traveling. Potentially, yes. I I would think that it probably wouldn't apply necessarily. But I don't know. It might might apply to people, you know, like Uber and Lyft drivers, maybe. Oh, I'm just talking about how it would affect the WWE. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying if if, if it's if it's written strict, I don't know if it's written strictly to, to for companies based here in California or not, and I don't know where Uber and Lyft are. Oh, sure, yeah. are based obviously. Yeah, I mean they could be in the Silicon if they have like, like a heavy else. presence here. I don't know. Well, I, maybe it would affect people who. I don't know. I don't Short know. answers. I don't know enough about. Yeah, I don't know if that's the question. Uh, Dylan. Can't wait for your collab with Wrestling with Regret. Oh, that's tomorrow morning. Yeah. I think he's putting up tomorrow. Yeah. I love the thumbnail. Yeah. I'll with remember, your shocked I'll, face. I'll make shocked I don't face, remember that either. But I'll take it. I was like, that's cool. Maybe he did a deep fake. Could be. <laughs> Have you seen any of those? The what? Deep fakes. It's that creepy technology. Oh, yeah. That you can put your, like they made the a painting like smile and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They did uh, when Bill Hader was on... Uh, <laughs> the Mona Lisa made her smile. They like brought her to life. They had uh, when Bill Hader was on like Conan O'Brien or Jimmy Fallon doing an Arnold impression. Somebody did a deep fake on his head to make him look like Arnold. Wow! And it's cr- it is so messed up. It is so lifelike. I didn't know there was a, a term for it. Now, and then fake. somebody did somebody did uh, they replace Arnold with Sly Stallone in a sequence in Terminator Two when he comes into the bar. Or maybe it was the first one. I don't know. And it is messed up how real it looks. It's so jacked up. Better or look better than uh, that Tron movie with, the, with the F, uh, young Jeff Bridges? Oh, God. if they had deep fake technology then. Wow. That's something else. Uh, Dragon Reborn says that stick has more charisma than Yoshihashi. The staff. Yeah, Thin Diesel. Do gimmick changes affect someone's wrestler math? For example, would Moxley score higher than Ambrose? I mean, it's based on the wrestler in the entirety of their career, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Ely, it's my birthday. Big 44, no Raw tonight. Happy birthday, Richard. All right. Happy birthday. Jonathan, do wrestlers like Dean slash Moxley leaving and changing their names back to ones that made them indie stars feel like additional freedom upon leaving? That's actually kind of a curious thing. Have you, like, there's been a big big sort of there's that span of time when WWE wasn't changing anybody's names yeah yeah and I'm sure that there's probably a certain amount of like you have to like if you have to be certain a certain amount of like fame on the indie circuit absolutely for you not to have that happen yeah but they're changing a lot of names coming in yeah because uh, Punishment Martinez has a new name uh, Shane Strickland has a new name Shane Strickland has a new name and someone else we just figured out had a new name oh that's like uh, Trevor Lee yeah that whole list of people like they didn't change Kushida's name obviously no they can't do that um, and nobody well Stephanie McMahon was sitting in the crowd at TakeOver yeah. if she's going to get a name I mean, they're running out of people to sign at this point yeah but I wonder, I wonder if they're going to go back to like mandatory name changes unless you're like top of it, like if they bring could in Okada be, or something. You know? uh, quote the Raven, Orange Cassidy math. I don't know enough about him. Yeah, the, same the, here. The secret Discord or it's a secret mod chat put together a, a playlist. playlist. Yeah. yeah. Check that out. 
uh, Gregory Fiella, Fiella, Matt Morgan math. I don't know enough about Matt Morgan. I don't know nothing about him. I know he does. Um, he has. He's involved in like a wrestling podcast of some sort. Oh, okay. I think maybe it was like. Was he just elected the public Inc. office? Was it him? Maybe. It was Matt Morgan. Just he's got elected. That the wasn't Sean Stasia. No, it wasn't. Uh, he's a chiropractor. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't uh, above average, Mike Sanders. Oh, Sanders. I don't believe so. It wasn't Mike Awesome? No. No. He's dead. He is. Yeah. Quote the Raven said, I completely forgot Ryder and Hawkins were tag champs. They've been defending those titles on main event, not main event of not Raw. Not the main, main event. They show main event. Alto got my title and beach balls ready for Raw. Don't bring a beach ball. Alto. Don't bring beach Don't do that. Greg Morris, after watching a Cultaholic video, Adam and Sam both agreed. Taker needs one more match. What? Are, how many pints deep are they? What wow. the hell are they talking about? One more match? Uh-uh. No way, man. Maybe that's their saying, gentle way of saying it's time for him to retire. <laughs> even, even I think Ryan Satin said, you know, Undertaker needs to be having matches against younger guys who can really help carry him. No, he doesn't. He needs to not have any more matches. Yeah. That's the bottom line on that. He needs to yeah. have no more matches. I mean, even his match against Roman Reigns wasn't great because. This should be his punishment for continuing his career, <laughs> for trying to make more money outside of StarCast. Yeah. Just take the StarCast money, man. Yeah, get that twenty five thousand dollars an hour and be cool with that. You don't. You didn't have to sign anything. Vince McMahon puts in front of him. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do that. Uh, Rex Riot, thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, let's see here. Uh, Justin Wern, if New Japan was in complete creative control, would it be better for them to work with All Elite or WWE? Oh, WWE. If they were in complete creative control, oh, yeah. I mean, that's too big of an if. That yeah. that would never happen. No, but that if they were, yeah. then it's the biggest. Yeah, it's you want to go with the biggest company. Excuse me. Uh, Nathaniel J., do you think New Japan regrets adding Cody to its roster slash bullet club? No. Not as much as Ring of Honor wishes it probably didn't happen. Yeah. I think New Japan is probably fine. Like, yeah. They're still going to be. I mean, the, the spotlight that iteration of bullet club put on the company was massive. Oh yeah, for sure. So, no, yeah. I, they, I would assume they'd have no regrets about that whatsoever. Yeah. And on top of that, like, you know, they're, they, they're working with arguably the two biggest stars in all the right now, mm-hmm. Jericho and Moxley. Mm-hmm. So I think they're fine. They don't, I don't think they need to have a working relationship with all Elite no. to do what they want to do. And then Kenny do. of course says he's got a, a clause in his contract that he can go work in new Japan as mm-hmm. well. So, uh, go ahead and, and do that really quick. You want to talk about this? Uh, this is from PW Insider. Sasha Banks is apparently filming content for WWE 2K20 today in Orlando. Mm. So, uh, about three weeks ago, two weeks ago, she reportedly had a meeting with Vince as well. Mm-hmm. So who knows what is in store for her future mm. with the company. She just liked a tweet yesterday that was talking she trash about the trade. Yeah, I saw that. So My goodness. Yeah, I wonder... Uh, Allison Kay mentioned something on her, I forget what it was, one of her social media outlets, that mm-hmm. she was doing some video game capture work in California. That Sasha was? No, Allison oh, Kay Oh, Allison Kay. Yeah. Okay. And I wonder if, I mean, there's mm-hmm. probably plenty of like moves and stuff and taunts and whatnot yeah. that they could be filming. I wonder if they're going to try to do a, a woman's My Career mode. That'd be cool. If they're going to put Becky or Ronda or both on the cover, mm-hmm. if they're going to finally pull the trigger on that. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of neat. If you mean did. My Career or Showcase or both? Uh, well, like My Career, like similar to what they did with uh, yeah. 
AJ Kirsch's character. Oh, gotcha. Buzz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're going to have a story yeah, devoted totally, to like totally, a yeah, woman's yeah. my career, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I know he he tweeted out that he was doing some stuff mm-hmm. there also but recently. Isn't Yukes uh, doing a different wrestling game? I don't know. I think they're. I think they said they're going to do like a second game in house to build competition. Yeah, to get some fresh them. ideas going. Yeah. But but I don't know what that means exactly. I don't, I don't know. Whether they ever see the light of day or not. Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, I think that's it for the show that's today. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, coming up on Overrun, were you going to do that on Overrun? Yeah, was that the thing that you were going to do? Yeah, but now i got to think of something else. Thanks uh, for that. Sorry about that. We'll do something else go. for Overrun. Here we go. New Overrun. Japan announces return of Super J Cup. We can talk about that when the show's in San Francisco. Oh, wow. That's close. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Okay, cool. We're going to be there. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. Yeah, channel members, just hit that join button. You can check out Overrun. We're going to be filming that in about 5, 10 minutes. And then uh, also, of course, patrons, $1 and up today because mm-hmm. it's Monday. Mm-hmm. You get in on that action, too. Yep, yep, yep. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.